we need to be able to articulate from the scriptures very simply the clarity and the confidence of the doctrine that that there is one God and that God the Father is God and God the Son, our Lord Jesus Christ is God and God the Holy Spirit is God. Pastor Brian Wolf Miller talking about his presentation at the 2020 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. And we want to make that case with a simplicity that comes from the Scripture, and we want to consider then the beauty of what it means to worship the Holy Trinity. You can meet and hear Pastor Brian Wolf Miller making the case for the Trinity at the annual Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference Friday, June 12th and Saturday, June 13th at Concordia University, Chicago. Pastor Wolf Miller will be joined by Dr. Robert George, Mark and Molly Hemingway, Pastor Hans Feeney, Dr. Albert Moeller, and Pastor Will Whedon. Find out more and register at issuesetc.org or by calling 
open my lips.
A reading from Galatians chapter 2. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up because of a revelation and set before them, though privately before those who seemed influential, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles in order to make sure I was not running or had not run in vain. But even Titus, who was with me, was not forced to be circumcised, though he was a Greek. Yet because of false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, so that they might bring us into slavery, to them we did not yield in submission even for a moment, so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you, and from those who seem to be influential, what they were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. Those, I say, who seemed influential added nothing to me. On the contrary, when they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been entrusted with the gospel to the circumcised, for he who worked through Peter for his apostolic ministry to the circumcised, worked also through me for mine to the Gentiles. And when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me, that we should go to the Gentiles and that they to the circumcised. Only they asked us to remember the poor, the very thing I was eager to do. O Lord, have mercy on us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The category is biblical biographies. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, a Pharisee catechized at the feet of Gamaliel, a member of the Sanhedrin, strictly adhering to the law of Moses. Who is Saul of Tarsus? With this pedigree, Saul launches into his great commission to persecute Christians in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Saul, on his way to the end of the earth, on the road to Damascus, comes face to face with the resurrected Jesus. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. 
Saul didn't see that coming. He is instantly struck blind. In darkness, for three days, Saul turns over and over in his mind the astounding revelation. Jesus of Nazareth is risen from the dead. This is Saul's epiphany. For Saul, all theology becomes Christology. Salvation is for all people who believe in Jesus, the Christ. The Lord declares, Saul is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Baptized into Christ, Saul undergoes the circumcision of the heart. Nothing will ever be the same for Saul. Even his name will change to Paul. In our text, some 14 years have passed since those events. Paul is now an apostle of Jesus Christ. Sent by the church at Antioch, Paul and his companion Barnabas have been preaching the good news of Jesus in Syria and Cilicia. As a result of their missionary work, the Holy Spirit has worked saving faith in both Jews and Gentiles. Therein lies the rub. What does it mean to be the body of Christ, of people made up from such different backgrounds? Must the Gentiles keep the law of Moses to be saved? To address the question, the Jerusalem church assembles a council. Paul and Barnabas are emissaries from the church in Antioch. Peter, James, the brother of our Lord, and John represent Jerusalem. Paul and Barnabas bring with them Titus, a Gentile convert, a living testimony of God's salvation to the Gentiles. Also at the council are Pseudadelphoi, false brothers. The false brothers bring their long knives of the law to the council. They insist circumcision is necessary for salvation. The false brothers make their demand. Titus is no testimony. Titus is a test case. Titus must be circumcised. The debate is fierce. Paul doesn't bring a gun to the knife fight. He brings the gospel. The gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first 
and also to the Gentile. Paul knows the stakes are high. To yield here would destroy Christian liberty and divide the churches. To yield here would raise doubts about Paul's apostolic call to the Gentiles. To yield here would deny the power of the preached word. It would rob Jesus of his all-atoning sacrifice on the cross. To yield here would mean wholesale circumcision, keeping kosher, falling back into slavery to the law. It cannot be. Paul is neither ashamed of the gospel nor of Titus. He stands side by side with his brother in Christ. James, Cephas, and John, pillars in the new, new temple not made with hands, stand with them and against the false brothers. And the gospel stands firm. There is not a hetero euangelion. There is not another gospel than grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. The Gentiles are fellow heirs with their Jewish brothers and sisters. The Gentiles, once far off, are brought near into the body of Christ by the blood of Christ. Today, the Christian Church commemorates St. John Chrysostom, preacher, bishop of Antioch, the golden mouth. Three centuries after the Jerusalem Council, this St. John writes a series of homilies on Paul's epistle to the Galatians. He reads Paul's words of conviction. To them we did not yield in submission even for a moment. And St. John pens these powerful words, light for us in the season of Epiphany. See how noble and emphatic Paul's words are. For the false brothers did not do this in order to teach anything profitable, but that they might subject and enslave them. For this reason, Paul says, we did not yield to the false brothers. And the false brothers later gave up the preaching of circumcision once the gospel was manifest everywhere. And so the Jerusalem Council concludes, the missionaries to the Gentiles and the missionaries to the Jews join hands in the bond of fellowship. Cornelia, a partnership forged by the Holy Spirit to unify the church. And Paul hand delivers the collections that were given by the churches around Antioch to benefit the poor in Jerusalem. Paul will encourage his Gentile converts to remember their spiritual debt to Jerusalem by giving back generously 
to the mother church. Then Paul and Barnabas and Titus leave Jerusalem, <coughs> joyfully proclaiming the pure gospel in all boldness. Together as co-laborers along the way, they leave Jerusalem going north to Antioch and then west to the end of the earth. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen.
Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities and stretch forth the hand of your majesty to heal and defend us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, because of your tender love toward us sinners, you have given us your Son, that believing in him, we might have everlasting life. Continue to grant us your Holy Spirit, that we may remain steadfast in this faith to the end, and finally come to life everlasting. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Our days and our deeds in his peace. Amen. 